Hello, and you are listening to FPCast, the podcast for frivolous pursuits where we bullshit about the week, possibly month in pop culture. I am Luke. And I'm Jacinta. And this week we are talking about. Movies, movies, television, television, collectible, Oh no, I've painted my abs on just especially for the occasion. Oh, look, this isn't paint. Oh. Nor is it abs. <laughs> but, it's a one uh, pack. <laughs> it's one pack. <laughs> and uh, it's value for money. You know, when they put the price per kilo, yeah, it, ain't, like, it ain't bad. It's like going to Costco and getting like a 45-gallon yeah. drum of maple yeah, yeah, syrup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, why not? You might be surprised if you opened that, that up. There might be... Uh, <laughs> put a, a tap in it. <laughs> a drum of maple syrup in there. <laughs> I feel like I'm bleeding syrup at the moment. Uh, but yeah, episode 300. We've mm. done 300 of these things, if you can believe that. Which I can't. Is I can't. M- many, many years. Mm. And uh, many sort of different formats as well. The show's evolved a lot, really, mm. over time. And lots of different hosts have, have been mm. a part of it. We used to like not review movies every week. No, and we used to talk about news and all those other things that mm. are in the... the yeah, how did, we, how did we fill a show not talking about movies? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. So definitely it's become more of a movie review podcast. Mm. Uh, and, oh, look, elephant in the room. <clears throat> are we... Wh- what's our plans for the year? Are we, like, experience pod fade? I mean, pod fade has happened to us in the last couple of months. There were mm. a lot of different factors. Mm. You know, you were sick and had mm. an operation, and I was not well, and then I busted up my arm, and all sorts of things have happened. Mm. Yeah, is it just going to be a, a suck it and see, see how we go? It's yeah, it's there when so. it's there? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, you know, look, 300 is a very, is it would be a very nice number to round it out on if we were to do such things. But I think leaving it open-ended is also yeah. a good option as well. And I look forward to doing the Fappies. we got to do the Fappy Awards. Yeah, yeah, I like the Fappies. At the end of the year. And also, I... Even if we weren't doing this show, I would still want to watch the same number of movies that I'm watching because I, I really enjoy oh, yeah, for sure. watching movies. Yeah. But um, I, I think for me, it's become... Like, I tr- trust people's opinions, and that includes critics, of movies less and less. Mm. Like, I think there's so many different agendas going on in terms of, um, you know, like, if you want people to click on an article at the moment like say some shit about cats or star wars or whatever and mm. people will all jump on and, and it'll be you know they're doing all these different things that aren't really about looking at the product people are so fucking excited to dunk on things mm. and to dunk on like creative things i don't think you have to like everything and always say that if you just go oh fuck that, that did nothing for me mm. i didn't engage in that at all and like a single character not for me when you start going, that was a piece of shit, I would do it this way, or why would they do that, or it just, it, I, it kills me. The fun's been sucked out of movie reviewing for me a little bit. Mm, because I, I would agree with that, yeah. Because I feel like I've got my opinion, <clears throat> and if I like something, the idea of having to then convince somebody else, mm-hmm. like an audience, to sort of justify why I like something, mm. I just think that was just enough for me that I liked it, <laughs> you know, I had fun. Yeah, oh, I don't... I would very rarely try and justify my position on something. Like, I'll often 
you know, I'll see a movie, I'll tweet out a couple of lines about it, and I know that I have, like, friends and followers and stuff that go, oh, well, I'll wait and see what you thought yeah. and before I go and see it. But I don't say to people, don't go and see this thing. I'll say, well, I didn't like it. And that's just me. Yeah, that, that's the problem I have is that um, I don't want to turn this into... We're going to go into a lot of movies today. Uh, we're going to talk about Star Wars, Cats, Jumanji, Jojo Rabbit, Christmas Prince, Klaus, Marriage Story, and some TV like Witcher, Mandalorian, Watchmen, is Dark Material. So stick around. There's a lot of stuff coming up. Let's get this out of the way. Um, but I, I think because people are so... I've always said Paul, poorly... Uh, <laughs> this is ironic poorly articulating mm-hmm. um, what they like or don't like about a movie and because it's easier to go oh what the shit one or oh that's a piece of shit or I heard that's really terrible mm. people then go oh well I won't see that because I heard that's really terrible and then start using it in conversations to someone else oh I hear that's really terrible or that's a really terrible thing mm. and then this has a life of its own and it's not actually about the product at all Yeah, I do think it does harm, and I think the studios are so fucking scared of this stuff at the moment that we have the danger of them course-correcting movies to appeal to the widest possible or loudest possible person, Mm -hmm. or just um, doing a complete about turn and saying, okay, well, we don't have faith in this anymore, and we're not going to continue to make these, and we're not going to put money into these things, Mm -hmm. and then we don't have anything. So I think that's um, a real issue, and that's what's taken the fun out. That said, all that aside, I uh, did see a lot of stuff of, um, and did have a lot of fun. I've been catching up on a lot of things, some things that America's had for a little while and we only just mm. received. And um, we've got a whole plate of stuff here to nibble at, to gra- a grazing plate. Mm-hmm. A tapas. Yeah, a, a film. A little bit of everything to mm-hmm. talk about. Mm-hmm. So let's do our best. And <laughs> why start now? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Episode three hundred. Let's half ass this. Okay, that's better. And uh, see what we think. So, l- let's start with the big old uh, elephant in the room: Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker. Normally, we almost dedicate a full episode to one of these when they came, come out. We do a non-spoiler review, and then we do a spoiler review. This is just going to be the non-spoiler review. Um, we're not going to do the spoiler review this time. Like I said, I'm kind of tired of having to justify all this but if there is a, a want for that if people want to hear some deeper thoughts on it i'd be happy to maybe do that later on just like last jedi i was more excited about this than you were mm. but then you haven't tried to tell me how terribly it's made or anything like that or no, said I- it's a piece of shit you've just you just it's not your favorite yeah i just went oh that was fine and yeah. then didn't think about it ever again because I'm an adult human being with varied interests. <laughs> you didn't get onto uh, any forums and try to convince people that it was terrible? Uh, well, I didn't because a lot of the forums that I would be on are actually already saying that it was terrible. You didn't troll the is... Star Wars Instagram? Uh, no. I've been getting a lot more like... Um, like, I follow Star Wars on Instagram, um, but I've been getting the Star Wars Instagram coming up in my feed multiple times because it's being, like, sponsored or promoted mm. or whatever, and I'm like, I already follow you. Why Why am I seeing so much more of this? Anyway. Um, no, like, I th- look, Star Wars at the moment is so not fun. Like, people make it not fun, and just the whole everything around it is not fun anymore. So... It has been kind of a downer um, these last couple of years with, with Star Wars. It's uh, like I like Star Wars because it's fun, 
and the joy's kind of been sucked out of it for me and and it would be easy to say well you know just don't listen to what other people are saying but it's pretty hard oh yeah it's everywhere it's and everywhere. I, I am like actively just snoozing people for their hot takes on facebook yeah just but going it's, it's, you got 30 days to call off i can catch you in at the end of january it's so exhausting and i know it happens with other things as well but it just seems so concentrated on star wars like yeah yeah, which is why I don't like because I loved it. I really enjoyed the film. I've seen it uh, three times. I'll probably see it more. Um, I have a lot of thoughts about it, and I think that a lot of the criticisms I've heard have been very surface level and people really dismissing things that they haven't thought about. I've seen um, people even making like comics and stuff like about plot perceived plot holes in it, and mm. people liking and sharing and laughing and. You go, yeah, no, actually, that's explained in the movie. You just must have missed that bit. Mm. Uh, so, you know, it's so surface level. And it becomes about the people doing it and saying it and them sort of all becoming a tribe and high-fiving each other than it, it is about the actual film. Mm. I, I'm just yet to hear, and it was the same with Last Jedi, anything that really compels me. And it's the same way that, you know, it's like the whole fucking uh, thing that's going on in the US with... You know, anything political comes up and people go, oh, you got to be apolitical and we don't want to offend this person and that person because of, um, you know, there are, there are a lot of Republicans or whatever. And I'm like... That's how you get Nazis. Yeah, and I just think it's hard for me to think of a Republic speaker or a religious leader or anyone that said something that's compelled me where I've mm. gone, oh, yeah, no, that's interesting. I've never thought of it that way. I'm normally just looking and going, what glassy eyes, mm. you know, like you, there's just nothing behind it. Yeah, so I loved it. If people were curious, <laughs> I don't give a fuck what you think. I've enjoyed it a lot. Uh, I, but a big part of that is that I love those characters. Now, if you yeah, don't, which love, is the exact opposite yeah, for me. Like now, if you don't love those characters, it's of course it's not going to work. In the mm. same way that Harry Potter would never be one of my favorite series. I can mm -hmm. watch it and go, yeah, that was a cool, fun, I enjoyed mm -hmm. it. But um. I'd feel probably the same way you feel about Star Wars right now, mm. uh, because I don't love any of the characters. I don't relate to any mm. of them. And yeah, I'm, I was uh, actually thinking the other day that it was very similar to like watching those first couple of Harry Potter movies. It was like watching The Force Awakens, fun adventure. But then once it kind of starts getting further into the series, and it gets, and, heavier, and it gets heavier, and you're expected to starts, have investment in these yeah. characters and their journey and what's happening to them, that's when it lost me. And it's the same for this. And it's the same with TV shows, everything. And until you're invested with the characters and you start to anticipate their behaviour and, mm. and things have um, a big meaning mm. like if, if you're not invested in harry and Ginny and everything and when they <laughs> finally get together it's not a big deal for me i don't care <laughs> if, but if you've been mm. thinking about that and theorizing about that mm. for seven eight years mm. uh that's a big moment for you mm. that kiss so and it's the same with the tv show like if i just come in and watch an episode or something and i don't know the characters and i'm not invested mm. the things that are happening don't have half the impact mm. a fraction of the impact of people that really care about those things mm. because i i think you know, there's a lot of focus on plot and people are always talking about plot holes and things, but really there's a formula to a Star Wars. In terms of the action, what can you do? You can do a space battle, you can do a lightsaber battle, you can mm. do a shootout, you can do a chase, uh, you can do a new alien, you know, you, you can do something where someone rides on an alien. Mm. But it, it's really a limited number of things that you can do without with it still being a Star Wars. So what makes it compelling for people is really the soap opera elements, and there's been no question that it's always been a, a soap opera. 
it's the relationships, it's the development, it's the love stories, the twist, who's related to who, the surprise deaths. It's it's all that mm. part of it. So if you're not invested in that part of it and you don't care about those characters, it's not going to work. But I, but I think the pitfall that people fall into is that they, because they weren't invested, then say, well, it must be a bad movie. But I don't think that's the case because I think... If you're not invested in the Marvel characters, mm. Endgame's a horrible movie. Mm. Like, there's nothing to it. Mm. it it's all MacGuffin chasing mm. as well. It's go to here to get the thing. Mm. And Dan Snabby, what a shit movie. You didn't <laughs> like those characters. But, yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, whereas people are going, no, we're currently invested in the Marvel thing. That's the zeitgeist at the moment. Mm. We love those characters. Every little thing, oh, my God, he picked up the hammer, mm. is a huge deal. Yeah. We're cheering in the cinema, but... Mm. If you're not invested in the characters, you don't give a shit when that happens. Mm. And you go, oh, that was a big mess. So I I just want people to be able to identify those biases that are in play. That it's... Because I don't think any of these are terribly made movies. I think if you want to go back and watch something like uh, the Spawn movie or, Mm. you know, they're pretty terribly made movies. But... These things have so many artists. They've got so much development. So, and I don't buy the... It, it, people always want to create this um, shadow monster, which now is Disney. Mm. Oh, Disney's ruined it. Too much judo interference. Okay, but did Disney ruin Marvel? Mm. Did Disney ruin the Mandalorian? Like, what is it? Well, where is this shadow figure? I think it's, it's just a lot of artists that love what they're doing. They love Marvel. They love Star Wars, etc. I mean, these aren't sort of... Like, Disney cares about those key properties because they live or die on those key properties. It's not like Maleficent 2 where they go, okay, we need to make a sequel because that made money. I mean, if they really felt the same way about Maleficent 2, you would be going, can we get Del Toro to do Maleficent 2? Can we get um, Alfonso Cuaron to do Maleficent 2? But they're not putting that same sort of talent on there. Mm. I, I, I think the healthy thing is, like, if you're not into it, yeah, you've, you might have outgrown it. You need a break from it. Um, but... Mm. It did actually make me appreciate The Mandalorian a lot more, I must say. I think people are really enjoying the simplicity of it. Mm. Um, and the, at first I was like, mm, this is a bit simple. And then I was like, you know what? Actually, this is... I'm actually really enjoying this. Well, well this is where it's a, an, actually a nice position for Star Wars at the moment Mm. because the problem with saga movies is saga movies have to be about the most important people in the galaxy Mm. they have to be about the biggest villains they have to be about the biggest heroes and everything is at stake it's not just a mission it's not Mm. just a a a group of people experiencing something that is human and relatable it's in episode 9 the culmination of 9 movies has to be that it's not a domestic movie, it's not a small movie, it's not about interpersonal feelings as much as the whole galaxy at stake. And you can see why that, that means there's a real problem with a continuance. Mm. Because although you've got quite a few assets in play for an episode 10, hypothetically, the thing that would tear it all down is the bad guy. Like, what, what, what do you do? Suddenly a new big bad that's threatening the galaxy. So the idea of being able to now take a step back and go, let's explore smaller parts of the universe and um, more sort of human relatable characters. And uh, they've done that very clever thing, obviously, with Mandalorian of the 
that very human relatable instinct of protecting the mm. child is something that everybody relates to and uh, then you've got that within this fantasy setting you know they get to sort of have their cake and eat it too so I, I imagine that's what's going to happen now they get to explore the the smaller things and not have to worry about um, universe threatening things because again what, what do you do everything just something destroys a planet mm. whether it's star killer or a star destroyer or a death star or a death star 2 or mm. you know so yeah um interesting time but again i loved it uh one of my favorite movies of the year but i i love star wars i've loved it since i was a child i watched these movies with uh childlike wonder absolutely love these characters which meant that um i got more out of it than a, a lot of people would speaking of which cats <laughs> we saw cats on boxing day like um, uh, on christmas day. day like we threatened to yes. in an earlier episode yes uh suzanne came along too under duress <laughs> and we got to watch this thing i really enjoyed this movie too not in the same way that i enjoyed star wars i was thoroughly entertained by it because it is a very weird spectacle uh it's bonkers and it looks bonkers and i think that it's unappealing in a lot of ways but mm. i don't think it's a bad movie people are acting like tom hopper suddenly fell on his head and became tommy Wiseau, and i don't think he did <laughs> i mean this is the guy that made um les mis which i really quite enjoyed yeah i love les mis and i was actually surprised to discover that a lot of people did not like that yeah. les mis and i thought it was so good and he did anyway, um the difference between les mis and cats is of course one is good one is a good musical yeah we're talking about the source yeah. so yeah, all the problems like... that cats has is absolutely the source material mm. i don't think it's him as a director or, or the film oh, he, he did what he could yeah, and he 100% committed to it. Mm. And I think all the really sort of camp things, the kind of things that people are going, oh my God, I can't believe that happened. I don't think they're earnestly not knowing that it's kind of weird and camp and funny to have Ian McKellen lick from a bowl. They they know what they're doing. It's mm. not like they're going, oh, we thought that was actually, you know, a really uh, powerful yeah. moment. They know that that's fun and camp. And it does seem like a lot of people who are familiar with cats are like, Mm, you know, whatever. But people who have never experienced cats as an entity before are like, Whoa! and again, it's, and it's about like, yeah, but it's a, it's weird shit. Like it's a yeah. weird fucking. And play. it was also like the most successful musical for ages. Yeah, which proves that humans, as a species, do not have taste <laughs> in anything. Well, it's just always weird when someone acts like a cat. Like it's always going to be uncomfortable. And these guys mm. really commit to being cats mm. but the, the the sort of hyperbole that surrounded this and the way that it's become clickbait it's become all about people trying to outdo each other of a, i'd rather have my eyeballs i must ad i must admit taken out with a spoon than watch it it's like get some fucking perspective if this is the most horrifying terrible nightmare fever dream thing you've ever seen you need some imagination <laughs> like you do not have any imagination in defence of uh, of some of the reviewers, because a lot of them saying, okay, this thing was bad, they've had to uh, get creative in how they say these things are bad. There was one that wrote their entire review as, as a poem. That was fun. But again, see, that's um, what I mean. It becomes about them. Yeah, but, like, you know, if everyone's going to be going, oh, like, it was fine or it was bad or whatever, you've still got to... Like, if everybody's saying the same thing anyway, why need, not make it... Because you need the clicks. Why not make it interesting for the people reading? 
Yeah, I just don't think it, it, it honestly addresses sort of what's happening there. Like, the idea that, like I said, it, Tom Hopper has not suddenly become Tommy Wiseau. I mean, the sets, the dance, the, like, production and everything. Mm. It, it, it's, it, for me, it's Home Alone theory. It's that thing of, if you're going to just bitch about in the whole movie about how did they leave him home alone, mm. you shouldn't see Home Alone. Like, if you're going to watch Jurassic Park and be like, oh, these people are so stupid, why did they let the dinosaurs out? Or why, why are they doing this again? <laughs> then you shouldn't be watching Jurassic Park. When you go in, you've got to accept the premise that there will be some, you know, great actors mm. pretending to be cats. Mm. And they're going to be furry, and they're going to have cat ears, and they're going to be drinking milk and meowing and rubbing their whiskers mm. and snarling. And if you can't accept that that's what cats is, then you're lost. But you're also, like, kind of a dope because it's called Cats and mm. it's about cats and that's what it's going to be. And it's not like this weird thing that suddenly came out of nowhere. It is this, like, historically successful, famous musical, which I've heard about a lot. I've mm. never seen the fucking thing. Mm. I finally got to see it in what I would imagine is probably the best possible scenario mm. because it was shorter it was... It felt very short. Yeah, it was... Yeah. Um, you know, I got to see people I like, like Idris Elba and... it. Like, I like Idris Elba, but Idris Elba made me feel very uncomfortable and not in a sexy way. Like, at the end, when he's like a naked, muscular life yeah. cat, nah, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. It made me feel yucky. But it's all theatre and ballet and, you know, it all makes sense. Like, if you were watching ballet and stuff, you would see... Um, people in tight bodysuits doing that. You know, it's all true to it. So to say it's bad, I just think, like, you know, dancers, you show the body, you don't make everyone look like Chewbacca. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, or you don't have, like, everyone looking like fucking Humphrey Bear and Fat Cat dancing around there. It's dance and theatre. I mean, the Ian McKellen bit is just pure theatre. It's like watching him on stage. Um, you know, and they use the uh, whole trappings of a of a stage in a theatre to, to show that bit, as opposed to the um, like more raucous sort of rum tum tugger bit, which is got that crazy milk yeah. bar. And I love how everything is kind of like the whole city is all. I couldn't um, understand one fucking thing that Jason Derulo was singing. It was just <laughs> and then milk bars. I like the um. Skimble Shanks, the railway was that oh, yeah, the railway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was good. I liked him. Yeah, yeah. And you got and you got to accept that there's no real story to this. It's it's mm. just a lot of cats singing. About, when they say that, they say you're about to see a lot of cats singing about who they are and what they do. Mm. I liked the um, Rumple Teaser one when they go into the house. The twins. Oh yeah. And uh, and I love seeing Taylor Swift as a cat. That was insane. Yeah, that was gross. But the. The twins, the boy twin was a tortoiseshell cat, which is genetically not a thing, so... Oh, yeah, okay, I take it all back. The movie was fucked. <laughs> yeah. Look, I mean, if you're going to make a movie called Cats, about cats, like, just do simple, simple research on cat colours. But, but, but even this... It doesn't, like, it doesn't McCavity sing a song, or one of them sings a song about how McCavity's a ginger cat. He's not ginger. Do they? Yeah. They say, when they're singing about McCavity, they sing that he's a ginger cat. Okay, well, yeah. I'm sure the people making the film were aware of that. 
That's the other thing. I remember, look, this is one of the things they teach you in film school. If you ever go to film school, very early on, they say, you know when you're watching a film, and this doesn't happen so much anymore in digital age or whatever, but I'm talking, I went to film school in the 90s, um, and you see a boom mic or something like that, and you go, oh my God, these fucking idiots, like what's this? Or And you think you've noticed something that no one else has noticed. Like, mm. it's it's just not true. They've watched this stuff a billion times. Mm. They've thought about it. They've looked at it. They've um, watched this footage. They've gone, oh, fuck, what do we do about that? Now you can actually do something about it. Mm. Exception that proves the rule, of course, is the coffee in Game of Thrones because somehow they did not see that. Yeah. But, uh, mm, you know, generally, generally, I think by the last season of Game of Thrones, I think they were of the same mind as these first. It's like, I don't think that Fuck at all. It. See, again, that's something where I just think, nah, that, that's another one where people bandwagon this year. Um, oh, like, I have no issues with Game of Thrones. Like, I'm not one of those people, but, you know, it's just, it, it does seem bizarre that they would miss something like that. And there was a water bottle in a later episode mm. as well. But it's like, um, again, like when I see a cosplayer at one of the cons and they're wearing a garbage bag and with a piece of paper stuck on it saying season eight of Game of Thrones. I'm like, this is about you. This is, an, this is your clickbait. Mm. This is about us clicking on you. It's nothing about this thing that people created and this thing that everybody was incredibly fucking invested in for a long time and was like the absolute best thing on television and mm. everyone talked about it all day the next day and then you didn't like the last few episodes so now it's a piece of shit mm. you know what I mean like oh, it's crazy to me crazy um but yeah I had fun uh with cats I thought it was um really entertaining I just had an idiot grin because I'm like oh there's Rebel Wilson <laughs> she's a cat and she's got her legs spread mm. and she's rolling around on the floor this is just nuts like when am I going to get to see that um and and there's something else that's interesting about these characters because I think there is something a little bit film magical about some of these transformations that happens on a like subconscious level for because uh, uh, Victoria the main cat who's a ballerina who's mm. not been in a film before you know, she she looks weird because she's an anthropomorphic cat, and you're kind of watching it and going, you know, and you do feel uncomfortable because a lot of the time as well, because mm. like like you said, like with the Idris Elba, mm. normally seeing like his naked muscular body running around, a lot of people be go, well that's nice, but mm. then he's furry and a mm. cat, and you're like, ah, mm. you just don't know what, you, yeah. you know, you're like dog chasing your own tail in circles on the ground. Mm. So, which could have been a good addition to this movie, actually. Well, I mean, they do sing a whole song about how they're not dogs, so... That's true. So, <laughs> I, I should have... Uh, they do correct me. <laughs> do course correct that by the end. Um, but, so, I, I... You know, you just see her face, and you're like, oh, she's really quite a compelling actress. I'm using compelling a lot today. I like that word. And then you... I looked her up, and I'm like, oh, Okay. And all that magic sort of gone. So you go, mm. yeah, there is something about that transformative nature. Like, almost wanted her to have, like, really short hair or something because I've seen mm. her, you know, just be bald. But then you see the real person and you go, oh, the magic's away. And that happened for me with um, Alita as well. I was quite mesmerized by Alita on the screen. And then you see the actress and you go, oh, okay. You know, she's lovely, but th th there's a mm. some sort of gap there between that sort of enchanting nature of the screen and in real life. So... Yeah, but I think people are really love... They still love dissing CGI, like, 20 years after Phantom Menace. 
and they still if it's a human that's been like tweaked in a way like a later or this mm. people really love to complain about it whereas i'm like uh just show me what you got i see regular face people all the fucking time mm. like i don't mind sitting there for two hours watching some weird shit go go weirder if you can yeah, i mean i've you know been watching mully grubs since i was a little oh, kid if we're watching yeah. like upgraded mully grubs yeah that's fine Make a fucking... Get David Lynch to make a Teletubbies movie. I'll be there. Mm. So, yeah. I, 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 again, I think a huge lack of imagination on the... Oh, it's a terrible nightmare for you. It's like, yeah, no, fucking go to a Burns Ward and get some perspective. <laughs> um, and, and even some of the things have just been outlandish, like... This thing that keeps coming up about, oh, there were human hands on one of them, so they had to change it, and there's different cuts because of the human hands. They all have human hands, faces, and feet. Like, the, the, the complaints and criticisms aren't even very well researched, and there's so much bandwagon jumping again. So, um, yeah, I thought it was fun. Let's talk about Jumanji. Jumanji's a movie. The next level. Yep. Um, yeah, so, obviously a sequel to the movie. Was it last year or the year before? Yeah, year before. Before, probably a year before. It's usually um, a two-year two gap. Um, which is a movie that I really enjoyed, actually. I enjoyed a lot more than I thought I was going to, so I was looking forward to this sequel quite Fun, a bit. broad blockbuster. Yeah, with a lot of, like, really fun performances yes. from fun actors. Agreed. Um, and this is a sequel. They go back into the game. Uh, there are some changes and they bring along Danny DeVito and, and Danny Glover as well this time. And um, this is a—it's really a straight remake almost. Yeah. Because they had to go and find a jewel and win the game in the first one, and in mm. this one they have to go and find a different jewel and win the game, and discover and all the like rules and conventions and everything. Um, and not only the same, but are pretty much re-explained for the audience. Like, this is an NPC, you have three lives. Yeah, um, it's kind of like, it's like a photocopy of the uh, of the first movie. Like, the details are a bit fuzzier and it's not quite the same, but it's essentially the same thing. I think the, the obviously you see it in the trailer, that they're, they're playing different, um, different characters. The Rock's playing the sort of Danny DeVito and Kevin Hart's playing Danny Glover's character. And I understand that obviously that's a fun thing for the actors, but I don't think it really actually honestly works that well. Like, I think there's a point, I don't think it's particularly spoiler, where they do switch back to some of their original characters from the first movie. And at that point, the movie just almost like it clicks at that point, but it is fairly late, unfortunately. Yeah, well, Jack Black plays the black guy. Which unfortunately Which just has... means that he just says damn and stuff like that a lot. Yes, so it's yeah. a very surface level um, look at that. Mm. Kevin Hart, I think, actually shines in he this does the best, because yeah. he does a quite believable version of Danny Glover. Mm. And I think he's able to carry on that character. Mm. I think when you see Danny DeVito before the game you're reminded at just what a wonderful little trash panda of a man he is and mm. how his entire life has been devoted to just entertaining people and not worrying about how he looks mm. or he's just a treasure. Mm. And I don't think The Rock is capable of channeling that or presenting a version of that at all. Mm. I mean, I, th I think it's actually a 
real low point in performance for The Rock because if you, especially when we've been watching all these movies where people are just, even, you know, blockbuster movies, even like watching Adam Driver just getting to fucking play his, you know, potentially very silly villain um, with, with huge, like, intensity and commitment. You know, it doesn't even have to be drama, or even like Knives Out, just seeing how everybody hmm. like really plays their character. Rock's got a chance to be a grumpy old Danny DeVito, and hmm. I just don't think he sells it. No, he's like, just, he I, just tries to do the voice imitation. Yeah, and, that's, that's and it. I don't yeah. believe it for a second. Yeah. So. There is, when, when the swap happens, another character does play that Danny DeVito character to significantly greater yes, success. Yes, much better. So much funnier. And, of course, and this was the problem with the first one as well, is they're just not a, well, not to me anyway, not a believer group of friends like when you see them together as the actual teenagers mm. they don't seem to have any banter or any of the sort of they're not funny like mm. yeah. like they are when like you know when Jack Black plays that female character, yeah. character compared to when she plays it it's a different character yeah but my big thing with Jumanji and this is crazy because I cannot when I logged it on Letterboxd and stuff I've not seen people talk about this mm. I don't know why people aren't talking about this, but the whole premise of the film, which is presented in the trailer, does not happen in the film. Mm. So which in, I didn't even click until <laughs> you said afterwards. It's like, oh, fuck, yeah, that's right. So in the trailer, the game is glitching. Something is wrong with Jumanji. Anything can happen. So when mm. we see um, Reese Darby's character, he's glitching like Max Headroom. Like, mm. his speech is repeating and he's um, flickering back mm. and forth. And, and the, there's the bit with the ostriches. And the ostriches start appearing out of nowhere. They're mm. like just glitching into the game and chasing mm. them. And it's like one, two, three, all these ostriches. Mm. Um, so you go, oh, wow. So now, because the game's broken, anything can happen. Any animal, any danger, any threat, any landscape can suddenly appear. Mm. None of that happens in the film. Reese Darby does not glitch at all. He just does the same thing he did in the first movie. The ostriches do not glitch in. They just appear naturally as a herd on the, in the desert. Like, none of that stuff is in the film. Mm. And no one's talking about it. And I'm like, that was the thing that... The two things that excited me was they go, okay, we're going to add this element of the old men. That'll mm. be funny. They'll be playing old men. Mm -hmm. And two, the game's glitching. It's all out. Crazy things are happening. Um, anything can happen at any point. Mm. No, it doesn't happen. No, yeah. That's, yeah, that's nuts. Mm. I've never seen that before where, like, the key premise to a film that has been advertised does not happen in the film. Mm. So, yeah, that was bizarre. Uh, but so you, had, you had more uh, crazy monkeys going ape shit. That, there were that monkeys. Was, that was scary monkeys. I they liked were good that. Monkeys. Yeah, I liked that part. Um, oh, look, I, I was entertained on a... Uh, that section was actually really cool. That was like a really cool video game level. Yeah. 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 Oh, look, there were a couple of parts where... I foolishly thought about, there is actually a Jumanji video game now, isn't there? I wonder if that's any fun <laughs> to play, because I wouldn't mind driving a car away from ostriches that were trying to attack. Mm. And then I thought, no, that's <laughs> that's ridiculous. With the care they've put into this, I can't imagine. But, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I, I gave it two and a half, because I just feel like, yeah, you know, is what it is. Mm. I gave it. I gave it three because um, Nick Jonas rides a horse at one point. Okay, fair so enough. So it got an extra half a star for me. Yeah, and then we <coughs> saw Jojo Rabbit, which only released on Boxing Day here as mm. well. 
And so that was hard avoiding um, literally every fucking American talking about <laughs> this goddamn movie for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, we really had to wait for yeah. this one. Uh, I saw it um, yesterday again as well because I saw it with some other people. And uh, so I've seen it twice. And I really love this film. Yeah, it's a great movie. Like, I wouldn't say that I 100% love every single Taika movie that he's ever done. But no. it's safe to assume that Taika's going to give you something very solid each time and this yeah. is it's it's solid it's funny um it is it actually didn't there's a point where it kind of switches a little bit it didn't switch well i'm gonna say it didn't switch quite as hard as i thought it was going to but i think that's very similar to me saying para a parasite didn't go as bonkers as i thought it was going mm. to um but, yeah, look, he, he handles two sort of um, sort of sides of the same coin here very uh, delicately and masterfully, and uh, the cast are amazing, and he did a really good job with this. I think, uh, like, believe the hype. You know, a lot of people are, are talking this thing up, but do believe it. It's, it's quite a thing to watch. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it definitely just as much the second time. Mm. And... Uh, because there's, like, bits to look forward to. That's yeah. the thing. Like, you think, oh, I can't wait for this scene or this line or whatever. So many great throwaway lines mm. and uh, lovely bits of performance. Mm. I, you know, the great supporting cast. Sam Rockwell's amazing in this. Mm. He's a treasure to watch. He's mm -hmm. always got a great presence. Mm. I really enjoyed Alfie Allen, and that's not something yeah. <laughs> that I... Uh... Not many people say. Yeah. And I really enjoyed Scarlett's performance. Um, took me a little while to warm, it, warm to her because I, I didn't know really where she was kind of being pitched initially. But um, there's some quite touching moments with that. And uh, she had a lot more to do than I was anticipating. So I really liked that aspect of it. So, mm. um, yeah, I, I find it, it's a very funny movie and it's almost uh, always also quite um, affecting. Mm. It was interesting to watch it with an audience a second time knowing everything that was going to happen mm. because you really feel their engagement in it and see the ride it takes them on. Like, mm. people seem quite, I don't know, confronted, challenged at the beginning. Like, there was this, especially yesterday... Mm -hmm. This kind of... Because obviously you're being hit up very quickly with Hitler and Nazi imagery mm. of... Do we laugh at this? Do we yeah. not laugh at this? Do we... And then you feel that sort of release and snowball of, mm. oh, this is really funny, and then little laughs turn into bigger laughs and everything, mm. and then there are those moments where you can just silence the theatre. So, uh, very effective in that mm. sense. I definitely recommend it as well if people haven't seen it. Yeah. And um, it's always great to see Taika on screen as well. I, before even... Um, I mean, the first time I saw him was in What We Do in the Shadows, and without mm -hmm. knowing that he was a writer and director at yeah. that point... I, I really enjoyed his character. Mm. And, um, you know, there, there's been th uh, people saying, well, you know, it owes a lot to uh, Moonrise Kingdom or it owes a lot to Life is Beautiful. Mm. And I can certainly see those things and I think maybe it's easier... You're suggesting that creatives are <laughs> influenced by other creatives? Never! <laughs> I, I think it's, you know, maybe easier to see those things in the sense that they might be going, well, where's... You know, he's being pigeonholed as this New Zealand guy, so where's his... You know, he's borrowing this imagery. Mm. But if you go, you know... If you want to see really authentic Taika, it's um, boy, isn't mm. it? I mean, that's his story yeah. about a child which really ties in with 
where he's from, mm. this is um, so authentic mm. in other ways. Like, he works so great with kids. Mm. And I mean, look, if, if they're saying, well, he's borrowing imagery, like, isn't the whole Nazi thing, like, it's all about imagery and memory and it... So much of what we would know about Nazis and is just what's in books and and imagery and yeah, stuff. And so it, he's playing with that, and it becomes a language in its in itself as well as over time, doesn't it? I mean, in the same way that um, you know, there's got to be a start where people do noir films and hmm. work with the shadows and the black and white and hmm. everything like that, and then it becomes a genre because you 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 know, and you see a lot of parallel ideas, uh, but. Yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, mm. And I think that kid was such a find. Oh, he's unbelievable. It's his first role. Mm. Um, and I imagine we'll be seeing more of him in the future because mm. uh, he does a fucking fine job. Uh, an amazing debut from that dude. That little dude. All right, um, now we're really going to change pace to some of those Christmas movies. Uh, Christmas Prince 3. Mm. The uh, crowning... We have not reviewed this yet, have we? We can't have. I don't think so. No. No, because... No, if we haven't... If we haven't We've talked about, about, about Star it. Wars, then we haven't done yeah. this. No. Um, this movie's not really about a fucking baby, is it? No, total bait and switch. Yeah. They jumanji me. Yeah, she just, like... She's pregnant for, like, most of it, but it's not about... No, you think it's going to be about how the baby affects the relationship Mm. and and what it's like to have a royal baby there. Mm. And it's not. The baby pops up at the end, pops out at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's about, like, some fucking treaty thing gets stolen. With a fictional Asian country, Mm. this fictional European country had Mm. a treaty with them, Mm. and they sign it every hundred years. (laughs) Yeah. And if you don't sign it by midnight... Then it's war. Then they'll have to go to war. Mm. And they keep going, oh, it might probably be a trade war, but we are going to go to war. Mm. And, uh, yeah, so they have to find this thing, and... It's nothing to do with the baby. No. So, who the fuck came up with that plot? Fuck knows. Fuck knows. It really phoned in that one, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, look, shocking that Christmas Prince 3 was was phoned Phoned in. in, But, uh, yeah, no, it was a bit of a disappointment, I must say. Uh, Even for very low, low expectations, it was a bit of a disappointment. You know the other disappointment? I thought we were getting um, the... Princess Switch this year. It's not until, like, fucking next year. Oh, really? Yeah. The one with the three Vanessa Hudgens. Yes, it got oh. announced this year, and I was like, where the fuck is that? Fuck and me. then I looked it up the other day, and they're like, oh, yeah, no, it's going to come out next year. No, why fucking tell us so early? I mean, look, get I our, it's, Yeah. Oh, get us excited for so many Vanessa Hudgens. Yeah. I'm gonna, little, little outfits. I'm going to let this thing deflate. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Now that the blood's <laughs> back in my brain, yeah. I, I want to say that, again, about, um, we don't have a lot to say about Christmas Prince 3, but... It's shit. It, yeah. Didn't didn't you at least want to see, like, her going, Hey, you gotta change the baby's diaper on a tiny! And him going, Oh, do you mean nappy? And then being like, Oh, pee, oh, I'm a prince. I shouldn't be having to touch this... And she'd be like, don't you mean that, uh, don't you, uh, oh, it's American. It's poop. She'd think he meant poop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they have so many staff. Neither like, of them would even be looking at I that know, baby but ever. That, but that's the comedy. 
right? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, can you imagine a prince who accidentally, like, puffs baby powder uh, all over his yeah. face? Or there was, like, he, he, like, opened the nappy and there was, like, a little wee in his face. Comedy. And he goes, here comes the royal jet! Like, when he's got the spoon mm. and he's feeding the baby. Yeah. And the bibs, like, made out of... Um, the skin of a poor person? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fuck, yeah. man. That would be hilarious, but mm-hmm. maybe next time. Mm. Uh, holding, crossing our fingers for Christmas Prince uh, 4. Uh, I just want to mention... The not, toddlering. not going to do a proper review, but uh, it was recommended on our Facebook discussion page that I check out Klaus, the Netflix, or Claws, the Netflix uh, Christmas animated movie, 2D animation, uh, beautifully, beautifully animated. I did watch it and I really enjoyed it, was moved by it. A very nice, sweet, sentimental Christmas movie with some really dark, crazy edge because it's set in a very nasty place of mm-hmm. gross people. Yeah, it's really well put together and it was a lot of fun and uh, some great animation, great character work and uh, probably one of the better animated films of the year. Probably, mm-hmm. may, it might even be my uh, favourite of the year. I'm not sure. I can't remember anything that really stood out otherwise. But yeah, it's good stuff. And uh, you haven't seen Marriage Story yet. Are you intending to watch it? Mm, not anytime soon. Okay, well, I'll just say that uh, I really loved Marriage Story, um, the Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson Netflix movie. Uh, it's um, Noah Bombach's, Bombach's mm-hmm. new movie. And I, who did that one with Adam Driver that we watched before with Ben Stiller and Amanda oh. Seyfried. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it, but that was really good. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is really good. Um, I, I think it, it might not appeal to people because you go, oh, it's going to be really heavy. It's witty, it's it's funny, it's got some actually really funny scenes in it, um, especially towards the end. It's also got some uh, a lot of emotion and drama, but it it's, feels very real, very human, and as someone who has literally studied all of Scarlett Johansson's performances, it's by far her best. If she was ever going to get nominated for an Oscar, this will be the one. Mm-hmm. They both being very real and very human, and it, it was so cool, actually, to see her you know, with hardly any makeup, all puffy-eyed, doing some amazing monologues and um, doing some amazing work with the kids. Like, we still got to see her be a mother in JoJo. We really get to see her be a mother in this. Um, and, yeah, I just absolutely loved it. A really, really nicely put together film. And credit to Noah as well, because you, you really realise how rare it is when a writer-director gives this kind of gift to a pair of actors where you, they go here is just the meatiest fucking plate of material you're going to have for a long time and you're going to just get to go in and you're going to get to everything's going to be a fucking Oscar clip for you in this thing so uh, really recommend it I thought it was great uh, alright and TV we watched uh, Witcher have you finished it? Mm. yeah we, so we both watched it all mm. Henry Cavill mm. a lot of people loving this thing yeah, I um, I liked it by the end of it. I coming in, I watched that first one, and like I've never, I've never played The Witcher. I've never read any of the books. I know nothing about The Witcher other than his name is Geralt, and he has white hair, and he has a bath sometimes. That was the, the only information that I was coming in. Had some tub time. Had some tub time. Um, and I just found the first one quite unpleasant. 
I really didn't like enjoy it a lot and probably the same for the second one it probably wasn't until maybe the fourth one out of eight that I started thinking oh yeah I'm actually quite invested um, invested in this and by the end of it when it finished I went oh actually I'd, I'd quite like to watch more of that yeah I, I, I would totally watch more um, that said it, it's not one of my favorites of the year I didn't love it uh, but I was engaged enough. I have, I'm the same, I've played some of the Witcher games. I did speak to Suzanne's brother over Christmas and um, I'm taking him as a reliable source. So I haven't, you know, backed up this anyway. I'm assuming what he says is true. Mm. But the books, uh, especially those first books, are a series of shorter stories that are interconnected, mm -hmm. which is why you've got that sort of Time timeline yeah. approach mm. I think once that was introduced I was kind of like oh this is a bit more interesting yeah now. and then uh, and, and I think the showrunners have said this that once we get into the second season now all the pieces are kind of in mm. place we get that forward drive and yeah. we stop going back and forth uh, also the games apparently all take place after the books mm. so the events in the games aren't directly tied to the events in the books but more of a sort of extrapolation afterwards so mm -hmm. if people are wondering what the, the connection is I, I think it's it's sort of like that i think um the only thing about it for me which is a total by the by nitpick because i do like the sort of um trashy fantasy feel of it mm. but I, I just was a little surprised that it wasn't as slick looking as i expected and I just think that in a year where I've seen Watchmen, His Dark Materials, where I saw um, the amount of fucking money Netflix must have poured into Dark Crystal, mm. this a lot of the time felt like I've got two characters in a room telling me about a lot of stuff, but I'm not seeing it. They're talking about all these wonderful things that have happened, but they're just talking about it in the room. And I kept thinking, if this was Lord of the Rings or something with an even bigger budget... We'd probably get a bit of montage mm. underneath this. We would get to see some of these snippets of battle and things which would have made maybe some of that lore stick in my head a little bit more as well to have something visual to link it to. Mm. I, I think, you know, it all explains itself and it's all quite clear by the end. Yeah. But uh, A lot of that magey stuff in the second episode was just like, what the fuck is any of this? Yeah. But and so, yeah. yeah. You can get by. that. That And, you know, there is that point where sometimes it is just, oh, we, we took the crew out in the woods and we shot. And I know they went off to all different locations and mm. things, but I, I wanted it to... Oh, the, well, this is fair, actually. I say I wanted it to hit me in that kind of way that Game of Thrones did. Mm. But it's not Game of Thrones, and it's not what they're doing. It's, it's a whole different thing. So I guess, yeah, you know, they've, they've found where it needs to, to fit. Mm. But, and yeah, um, like a lot of um, like Witcher fans that I know like it. Yeah. So apparently, it's one of the highest rated shows on Netflix. Yeah. And uh, it's all steam ahead for the next slot. So um, yeah. Well, you know, people like stabbings and boobies, and it's got plenty of that. Yep. And there is a stabbings and booby vacuum that happened earlier in the year. So somebody's got to get in there and mm. stick their big grey head head in. Mm. May as well be uh, on mate Cavill. Mm. All right, uh, Mandalorian's just wrapped. Yeah. Did you watch that last one? Yeah. Directed by Taika. We've got the double dose of Taika. Yeah. 
the last couple of days. Yeah, I um. Like, I'm an easy sell. If you put Biker Scouts in your episode, I'm like, this is the best episode of anything I've ever seen. (laughs) Like, the last... Episode 8? Episode 8 was the last one? Yeah. Um, I was like, oh my god, there's Biker Scouts, and this this is my favourite episode. And then this next one, it opened with the Biker Scouts. I was like, this is my favourite episode. So I'm a very easy sell. That was a very good scene with the Biker Scouts. It was, oh, they kept punching him! That was uh, oh. that was the tykerist scene of the yeah. thing. You know who those bike scouts were? I do. Jason um, Sudeikis and Adam Pally. Yeah, I don't know who Adam Pally is. Adam Pally's been in like Comedy Bang Bang and um, no, in Mindy Kaling's show, so he's part of that like yeah. comedy scene, but not in the you know mm. not in starring in big movies person. Yeah, I did see a lot of people go, "Oh my god, do you know who they were?" And I looked it up and went, "Oh, okay." <laughs> yeah, I think it was interesting to go well how much if any closure are we going to get and are they going to drop a bombshell to leave us with mm. you know are they going to reveal a character or are they going to reveal the species or are they going to reveal mm. the parentage but uh, we didn't get anything like that we did get a um, interesting weapon that has some lore behind it yeah I didn't know what the fuck that was because I have not seen any of the uh, mm. TV series supporting that. And I was like, oh, it's just like a vibro knife or something. And mm. then people are freaking out about it. And I'm like, oh, really? Like, isn't it just a uh, normal vibro uh, knife? I, like, I don't what, know what well enough fuck? in terms of... Um, maybe Zach can hit me up with this in terms of... Uh, I know what it is now. Where it was. No, but I want to mm. know who had it last. Oh, uh, I, uh, I saw a post that said who had it last and they were excited that perhaps those characters because they were apparently still alive could potentially then make an appearance was it i think so okay yeah yeah okay cool oh that's interesting all right well that's good and yeah it's coming back next year anyway yeah in our spring yeah we're not getting more a witcher for like it's still 2021. Yeah. But thankfully, we're getting more Mandalorian much sooner. Yeah, Mandalorian happening. And they did mm. uh, show a character model for something for the new Mandalorian. Did you see that? Hmm. A Gamorrean guard. Or well, not a guard, actually. He was just a Gamorrean. Yeah. He was in much better shape than uh, yeah. Jabba's fellas. It was no a bit hat, of, no shirt. Well, it was a bit of the Idris Elba with no clothes on thing, wasn't it? It was like, oh, I don't know. No, yeah. I don't know. I like a Gamorrean. I was quite excited about that. Oh, yeah. No, look, I like I like a Gamorrean, but it's just like, I felt like they were just... You felt violated. Yeah, it just felt like a bit of a thirst trap Gamorrean, and I don't know if I'm I'm, I'm about that life. <laughs> well, you know? never know. I th- I'm, there's going to be someone out there who is very much about thirst trap Gamorrean life, but it's not me. Look, we're nearly an hour. I'm just going to skip through these last bits. Yeah. Watchmen. Uh, Suzanne and I finally watched that. Watched all t- mm-hmm. uh, nine episodes, I think that was. I was thoroughly surprised by this. I love the book. It's one of my favourite books uh, ever. And I had a lot of fun watching this and watching it develop and seeing things be revealed. And I actually thought it was a pretty solid sequel to the book, which mined some threads from the book in a really interesting way and actually added to them, enhanced them, and and gave an interesting new perspective on them. Mm. I think that... The final episode left me a bit unsatisfied. It felt a bit more comic book supervillainy than um, some of the thematic stuff that had happened beforehand. Uh, I think there were also some choices right at the end which kind of undid some of the 
more interesting choices from the book. But mm. that said, a lot of it didn't un undo the book. It actually enhanced the experience. So, considering what a, a colossal job that must have been to tackle that, it was great to see that someone who clearly loved the material and knew the material was on board. And I had a lot of fun sort of trying to deconstruct and work backwards and go, you know, what was what was the spark for you in the book that made you go down this path? And mm. sometimes I didn't know what it was until like three episodes later and I'd go, oh, very clever. Like, that's so smart that you did that and that you, you saw that and you thought. And, oh, and that actually explains this thing in the book, which wasn't intended initially, but now um, I actually like that as, as a bit of background to that. So, yeah, really good job. I recommend that. And uh, we finished his Dark Materials as well, which I really enjoyed. It's very faithful to the book. That first book is, I think for the uninitiated, feels more sort of straight fantasy. And it's only really towards the end of it where you start to realise the threads that are being sown or the seeds that are being sown and, and realise um, where this thing is going to go. So I'm excited about what comes next because... Uh, I think it's a really great series, but, you know, you, it's a novel. You have to do your work to get there. Mm. And um, I think you could dismiss it earlier on, and it can be a little bit drawn out at times, but I think once it's all together, it's going to be a pretty amazing thing because... Uh, and amazing performances, again. McAvoy's fucking great in it. He's not in it much. Mm. But um, Ruth Wilson, who plays the uh, female villain who's more of a main character, is excellent. I love her in it. Um, Nicole Kidman played that role in the film. Um, this has far more teeth than the film. And uh, Daphne Keane, who was X-23 in Logan, is Lyra, and um, she's excellent as well. Uh, Lynn manuel is in it. Uh, just really enjoying it. And I, I think they're making really smart choices as well in the casting, in the look, in the approach. And because I, I, like, read it, without, of course, knowing where it was going, and now I'm watching it knowing where it's going. I'm realising how many things are being set up in a really clever way, and I'm realising um, there's a lot more going on metaphorically than I ever picked up initially. So mm -hmm. one of those things, you know, you got to think about. And to finish up and go full circle, mm -hmm. Cat, Star Wars, all those things, we live in a world where we have so much stuff, you consume it, you move on to the next thing, we don't get time to think about a lot of stuff and to plumb any layers and to look at anything with much depth. Maybe that's uh, the nice thing about what we get to do here because maybe we can sow some seeds for some discussion topics or things to think about or to try and like look at some of these things on, a, on, a, on an additional level um, beyond... Bitching on a fucking message board or an Instagram comment. Hmm. I have seen some good memes, though. I hope <laughs> everybody has had a really great whatever the fuck you've just had. We did. I mean, I mean, unless, like, you had some horrible medical episode, then I hope you didn't have a good that. Oh, good uh, if it's, if it's, good, be if it's a holiday. getting better. Well, yeah. Hopefully you had a good holiday season uh, activities. Whatever you did. Yes. Mm. And we will be... The next episode we do will be the Fappies, right? We'll mm -hmm. do, the, do our awards for mm -hmm. the year. That'll be the first one. Of Are we going to do any year. retrospective for the decade? 
some decade categories. No, because I have had problems remembering stuff. I watched the start of this year, let alone... You've looked at all on... I know, but there's some I look at and I go, I have no memory of watching that. Then it's not your best film of the decade. No, I know, but, well, like, okay, well, my favourite film of the decade is Magic Mike XXL. Don't spoilers. Done. Done. Locked. Might have to think about that. (laughs) Nothing comes close. Anyway. Yes, maybe, maybe. We're taking a couple of extra days to to do our list, so perhaps we can... uh, the best of the decade then. Yeah, I think that's fun. I think I only started logging stuff in like the last four or five years, so I can't... Yeah. I think I'll struggle to remember most stuff before that. Oh, there are probably other decades lists on Letterboxd and you could look at them and they would jog your memory. Yeah, probably. But they're going to have all like, you know, Scandinavian art house shit. I'm just going to be like, I can't remember anything before like... The earliest one is probably like the Avengers. Scandinavian art house shit. Yeah. Listen to you. Yeah. You are so guilty. What? Of the thing that you've been complaining about all episode. But I don't want to watch that. like abject dismissal of. But that's the thing, like. uh, But that's just shit. But Give me Iron Man 2, the quest for strawberries. But there's, there's always like. You do see it on a lot of sites where people will be like, yeah, I fucking love Avengers or whatever, and then they'll have, like, number one be some, like, Italian silent noir film that about four people saw. And it's yeah, like, no, that doesn't matter, though. That's le- totally fucking legit. I, I think that's only a problem when you see a site like, um, you know, Ain't It Cool News or something, a mm. site that, or The Nerdist or something like that, something mm. which... It's whole bread and butter has been nerd stuff the whole time. Mm. They've been absolutely making money and clickbaiting off Batmans and Supermans and Star Wars and things, and then mm. their list comes out and like they don't and they don't rate any <laughs> of that stuff mm. at all. And I think, well, come on, man! Like, what are you doing? Like, mm. that's that's it's the, like cover off. Cover off the nerd stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, what's your top ten of the nerd yeah. stuff? Oh, no. But we've seen with... Uh, I mean, that's been the beautiful thing about uh, the What to Watch Challenge, is mm. genres, countries, things that we would never normally find mm. or watch, and you watch it and go, yes, a lot of the time we've gone, no, it's not for me, but other times you go, oh, shit, this is a, this is a thing. Yeah. And, you know, four people saw those films because... Mm. Uh, well, as far as a uh, slow cinema month went, it's still only four people that yeah, saw well, those films because that, that's the month that killed me this year and I did not go back to it. No, but there were other factors as well. You went well mm. in the head. That too. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, fuck you all. <laughs> I'm going to mean, I mean, thank you for listening. Go to fruitlesspursuits.com <laughs> to find out everything that we're doing. Uh, Dungeons and Drongos should be back around mid-January. I haven't written the new episode yet, but I got I got time next week. You can find links to our Facebook discussion page, Patreon, subscribe, link, rate, all that uh, jazzy jizz. Tinkly tonk. Jizz jazz. <laughs> <laughs>